You're listening to El Yoshi Video Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Speaking of figuring it out, um, I'm here with Rosie Tran. Rosie, welcome back. It's been a while. It's over a, over a month since you've done the last one. I don't remember, but now we have nothing to talk about because Game of Thrones is on hiatus. Oh, that's why. <laughs> um, um, I'm at the Randy Puga's place. Randy, thanks for letting... Uh, oh, I, actually, I didn't even ask if it's okay for you to show up this time, but... Um, Hi, uh, Randy. Yoshi just invited me over without your permission. <laughs> we're just taping um, episode. And I think this is going to be released. What is... Th- today's what? Day after 4th of July. So 4, 5, 6. July 13th or July 20th. All right. Yeah. You're not coming down to com- um, um, Comic-Con, are you, this no. year? No. No. How come? You and your, um, your husband don't want to come down next Saturday? Well, we don't have passes, and it's too hot, and I'm not actually, even though, Yoshi, you want me to dress up as a Hello Kitty girl. You don't have to. <laughs> it's not like it's a fetish or something. <laughs> it's a, you you never know who you might meet when you're visiting places like that. I'm going to go. I'm, don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if I have a pass this year, but I'm just going to go down there anyway. You're, you're Yoshi. You can sneak your way in. Don't you have enough fans where you can, in the podcasting world that they can muscle you in i don't know they've been getting more sophisticated like they not only do you have to have a pass but i think you have to have a wristband mm-hmm. um first of all i like how you just started the podcast with no introduction at all saying hey this is yoshi didn't podcast no i mean I'm, follow I'm, me on twitter or anything guys uh, yoshi is not a good self-promoter so follow him on twitter at yoshi obayashi or at but yoshi what does didn't. that even mean when they follow you you know what i mean like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff, what that means. You know, like so many comedians on stage are needy. Like, please follow me, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter account, and my Periscope. Like, how the fuck do are these other audience are going to supposed to remember all that, you know? And I think if you really enjoy someone, you can look up their name. I think they will look for it. They will you know look I mean? for yeah. it. But I do think it's very important. I actually just went to um, a casting um class or casting session where the casting director yelled at everyone and was saying that if you want to be in entertainment you have to get on social media and you have to be social media active and they're actually now looking for that so if there's two actors and they're unknown right right and one has a bigger social media following they will hire that person over the other person even if that other person is less talented we just talked about that uh, maybe 20 minutes ago i was telling you um, Amy Schumer is very clever. I mean, I think, you know, she picked LeBron James and John Cena. I think it's John Cena. For her new movie, Trainwreck, yeah. correct? Uh, they're, they're fun guys and talented, but they also have a, like, massive following. So that's... that's. So it does... Well, I'm saying what... I'm saying to response to your question, it does right. matter. Because what's going on now is there's more competition than ever before for your eyes. Before, there's three networks, right? Yeah. Then cable comes along. Then there's yeah. hundreds of channels. Now, you're competing with not only cable. You're competing with Netflix. You're competing with Amazon Prime. You're competing. Yeah. So, it's important to some extent. I, I think it's important. And this is probably one of the reasons why Letterman probably realized it's time to go because... 
he doesn't know how to do all the social media stuff. He has people that work for him know how to do it, but you know he's not that part of that generation. So he probably couldn't compete Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon when it comes to stuff like that. Even yeah, though, and and um, oh, even though out of the three, I much prefer to watch Letterman. Fallon does a really really good job with his social media. It's unbelievable. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Fallon as far as late night, but his, some of his skits are funny. Skits, YouTube skits, other things like that, they're hilarious and he definitely knows about social media, but it's important and like I said, I just went to a casting thing where the casting director well, said I, it's it yeah, matters. I I I'm sure it matters. I think it probably matters to have a good relationship with my mother, but that doesn't make- <laughs> That, does, that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Like, okay, guys, go on Twitter and follow Yoshi. Poor Yoshi doesn't know what he's doing. So go on there and follow him at Yoshi. Did well, he's just saying like, I really don't care. I know I should, but I don't. You okay, know? well, as as your little sister, I care for you. So so little sister um, in comedy. But that's. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not important, but gee, it just is really sickening when I'm on stage like these little Weasley guys. <laughs> <laughs> they are Weasley. I know who you're talking about. Those yeah, types. Just, that's just not in me. And maybe, maybe I'm lazy about that stuff. I'm not lazy in other things, you know. But, but well, I mm-hmm. think it's important for listeners to know because sometimes, you know, as you said, you say, what is the point of it? And I've had people before. I've had people say, well, I like you. I like you. You're really funny. I'm a fan yeah. of yours. But what is the point if I fall? I've actually had people ask me that. What is the point if I follow you on Facebook? Yeah. You know, like. I, I like you, Rosie. I've, I've had this. They say, I like you, Rosie. You're funny and I want to follow you and I want to see what shows you have coming up. But what is the point of it? And then when I tell them that, that it does help it do, because executive producers and other things look yeah. at your Twitter and your Facebook and they go, oh, okay. And then they'll follow me. And so it is important. It, yeah. it seems silly. I I, oh, um, I don't want to talk too much more about it, but I'm not saying it, I'm just, I'm not saying it's not important. There's a lot of things that are important that I just don't care because that's my disposition. And I know. Thing, and thing, <laughs> things that I care about, a lot of people don't give a shit about, you know. So I just didn't want to come in front of them like, hey, everyone, welcome to my show. This is your student. <laughs> you should follow my this is the, the Twitter account. And here's my Instagram. And, like, and that's why you have I don't, me. I don't, I don't want to do it because it just sounds so stupid. And you that's know? why you have me to promote you for you. So, guys, go check out Yoshi on Twitter. Yeah. Go and support him and listen to the podcast click and subscribe and do all that fun stuff to help yoshi by the way uh, as we speak and i think they're one hour into 2015 fifa women's world cup and japan versus uh, usa and usa lost four years ago if i remember right so um and th- I- this world cup has been a l- pretty interesting you know i'm actually surprised that, that the fact that you even know a little bit about it that's surprising to me thanks yoshi <laughs> I, mean, I don't live in a complete cave but it seems like it's been a lot more interesting than the men's soccer this year uh yeah because you u.s men's team have never been to the final ever. <laughs> usa usa and it's july 4th weekend i know you said it'll be probably july 20th when you release this but that's a big pro usa right yeah, and the people say, are you going to support Japan? Like, why the fuck would I support it? I've lived here for 35 years. and uh, You're a traitor, basically. <laughs> no, but like, why? <laughs> I didn't like when USA lost to uh, Japan four years ago, whenever it was. Um, and um, I'm all USA. Uh, but you did, some, you, you did say something interesting. I'm kind of curious. Now, I don't, I don't know when it was, four or five days ago, um, Japan was playing with England 
And why I could be wrong. I didn't watch the game, but it sounded like English English teams were probably a little better than Japanese. Unfortunately, I don't remember the girl's name, but she was trying to. She accidentally kicked it in and score on behalf of Japan. Yes, you know? and, that did uh, happen. And the and the fact that you knew about it kind of surprising because you're not an anti-sports, but it's, it's you know you probably follow Hello Kitty Weekly. <laughs> They're supposed to illustrate it, right? I do follow Hello Kitty Weekly. Um, no, that's not a real magazine, guys. Um, yeah, I just one. I just had heard about it, and it, it was a pretty big deal. And it, I'm I'm excited about, you know, I'm not pro women's soccer. I never played soccer, but I, mm-hmm. I am pro um, women. Women, and I'm excited that they're getting a higher profile for for this World Cup because. You know, a lot of times women sports have been kind of pushed to the background and a lot of female athletes are pretty scary as far as their athletic ability. I mean, they're awesome. They, they're, they're not, you can't put a lot of women with men, but you talked about this with Ronda Rossi, that she's your fave, you know, one of your faves and she's very in- interesting to watch and the women's fighting is more interesting to watch t- for well, you. She, she does so many interesting things. Like, obviously she's the best fighter, period, pound to pound. You know what I mean? Like she, she, she's she's incredible. And two, um, WrestleMania they had one earlier in the year. You know, it's been going on for thirty what five whatever years. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge event. It's a Super Bowl for wrestlers. And she she was on it with The Rock. To be in like a superstar wrestler, obviously you have to be able to physically wrestle, dominate people. But the mic skill, you know, for you to just hold the mic in front of a, I mean, how, how many thousands of people. And be charismatic. Charismatic and, yeah. and just sell the showmanship. Well, she has showwomanship, whatever you want to call it. And she could act and be be that character, you know. So she bring all that in. She bring all those um, talent, abilities, charisma, showman, showmanship all into one as, as known as Ronda Rossi, and it's very entertaining. And um, I think that she's a total package. And it's unfortunate, but m- women are judged by what they look like, too, athletes, you know? Well, so I'm not one of those mm-hmm. feminazis that think, you know, that is pro women just for the sake of women, but I'm also. It's okay to look good. <laughs> but I'm also not one of those people who thinks that you should degrade or whatever women just for the purpose of whatever yeah so i i like i like her you know i didn't know anything about her till you had mentioned her i think on one of the podcasts we did and i looked her up and i like her and i'm i'm just excited that you know the women's world cup is getting a little bit more press this year yeah and i i'm just hoping usa win and um and i don't know that you know it's just terrible only only one i really re- always remember is hope solo and she's a controversial figure in in uh, women's football soccer yeah um i i just the looks but the, the reason why they're going far is because she has a lot to do with the goalie the looks thing though does kind of bother me but it's so ingrained in us like look at women's tennis right mm-hmm. all the hot blonde chicks like maria sharapova and everything are always getting all the deals the Venus and Serena Williams, they have gotten stuff, but I don't think their financial endorsements are equal to some of these hot blonde chicks. Um, I, I I don't know for certain. I don't know. I don't know the don't statistical know certain, fact. But, but but if I have to give my gut feeling, yeah. Um, I, I don't know statistical facts, so don't quote me. But I think that I've seen several articles saying that they don't get the fair share of endorsements for their level of talent. Yeah, and you know. Venus and Serena are very, very talented. 
they're yeah, not at the top of their imposing too. They are. They're not mm-hmm. the top of their game like they were maybe you know a few years ago. But it's what was the joke? What, who was that um, tennis player who was dating Enrique Iglesias? That was not that. What is her name? I can't remember her name. And Anacoba. Yeah, Anna. K- K- Kira, uh, whatever and she had not won or done that well in tennis yet she was getting all these endorsement deals for being hot right you know so that's kind of irritating it's 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 irritating and you could get all the radical feminists screaming yelling that's just not going to change you know it's just i don't think it's going to change you know we live in a superficial society yet it's also hypocritical too because I think our society, we love to see good-looking people rise, and then we love to tear them down. <laughs> and I see that a lot, too. Yeah. You know? And we love to be overcritical of them. Yeah, and who's that the Russian blonde? Wow, why am I forgetting her name? But she won Wimbledon a couple of times, if I remember right. She's six feet tall, beautiful, tall. And she screams every time she hit, you know, like sounds like she's having. Orgasm. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like she's having an orgasm, right? It's like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but she's beautiful, and and um, I mean, there's a two women in um, American World Cup team, America's na- uh, women's national soccer team, whatever you want to call them. And these two girls are really funny. Like they had, they did this um, Instagram thing where. Uh, one of the girl, I think that she's she's obviously a star, but she got her hair curled up like um, Miley Cyrus had her hair. Uh, what is that, cornrow? Oh, cornrows. Yeah. yeah. And other other uh, her teammate dressed up in like a s- other like female uh, diva, but they were just kind of running down the hall with like a with a, a lot of a uh, swagger. They were dancing around doing the whole. You know how uh, Miley Cyrus kind of bent over her ass sticking out she's yeah yeah they're yeah. basically making a parody right yeah and they're really funny like they get it like if they're gonna try to uh monetize it yeah you have to be good at soccer but you know whether you like it or not showmanship you know and and i think they're smart enough to know that they have to do a little bit of that you know it is and i see that all the time too as a comedian they can, they, it's, it'll be stupid to fight it because it's just not going to work it is and i see it a lot of times as comedian or an actress, I see a lot of really, really hot-looking Asian chicks, and I hear this a lot. They just, from casting too, is they just don't have personality. They're hot Asian chicks, right? But they just, they're like car show models, or they have, you know, they don't really have a personality. It's just, look, I'm hot. <laughs> well, there's a show on AMC. I think it's AMC called Humans. I haven't seen that. It's a, is it about robots? They're, um, yeah. I saw the billboards for it, but I haven't seen it. I saw it. It's really interesting. It's it's um I think it's produced in England because I think it's in London, but the main robot or whatever you want to call them, um, her her real name is Gemma Chen. I guess she's Chinese English or Thai whatever English person. But yeah, I mean, she's playing this robot. So <laughs> <laughs> robotic personality for the Asian person. Yeah, that's not a really a stretch. But she's really good looking, you know, and. I know some people get mad, but it's still show business. You have to show people that, I mean, people are more inclined to want to see something more attractive than talented. I agree, but I think you can be less attractive and more personality. And that happened. Who was the anchor? There was an anchor. I can't remember her name um, that I saw an interview with. And she's a pretty successful anchor. And you know beautiful and she her but she had all that plastic she had no she had 
the personality, whereas a lot of anchors are very just, you know, newsy. Yeah. Kind of like those guys that do the annoying radio voice. Yeah. They kind of just have that radio voice and uh, and they don't really have any personality outside of that. Whereas some some DJs or disc jockeys have that right. personality in addition to their radio personality. This, this example I always give, like, you don't have to be seven foot three to play NBA. You just have to be tall enough. Hopefully, like six foot two. I mean, there's exceptions. There's been players been six feet, Allen Iverson, or maybe even five foot seven. You know, Muggsy Bogue or something like that. But generally speaking, you have to be tall enough to play in the NBA, right? Yeah. Well, for entertainment, and movie, and film, and whatever, you just have to be pretty enough. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you could find some unbelievably beautiful Asian girl, but. Maybe they don't have personality. Okay, well, let's actually maybe talk they about... Don't, maybe they don't have education or whatever. Let's talk about this because you know a little bit about this world too. Mm-hmm. Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. So what makes Heidi Klum stand out from all of the other amazingly beautiful supermodels out there? Well, Heidi's hilarious. Have you seen her? She's got this incredible personality. She has this great personality and she's funny. Yes. But the first thing that attracted her is her look first. It is. So the requirement is still there, but what made her career last versus some other people She's who She's a very smart businesswoman are and more beautiful than yeah. her. Yeah. So but remember in Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson talk about some pigs with personality. I remember? <laughs> but you're still a pig. I mean, I don't care how good a personality you have. Remember that conversation? So look, uh, Stephen Hawkins is one of the smartest guys, but he's in wheelchair. He can't talk to people very well and he shits on himself. I'm not being mean, but you know, I mean, it's a you have to have right kind of combination of thing, right? Yeah. That that's what people are looking for, and that's why I think I, I I'm always astonished by casting. Like, obviously, there's definitely art to it to people who do really well. Um, Anne Hathaway, very talented actress, beautiful. But when I heard the last Batman movie, she's playing Catwoman. I really couldn't see it. I really couldn't see like uh, how would that work. I was wrong. I watched it. She was excellent. She was able to act. That's why she's an actress. I guess <laughs> she always plays sweet character, but I, I, I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't imagine that she could do that, and obviously I was wrong. So th- there's something to say about having a very good casting person that could see something in you. That's why some of these guys, people are like successful managers, right? They saw some young talent way before. It doesn't do you good to say, like, I like to represent Jennifer Lawrence. Who, who fucking doesn't want to represent <laughs> Who doesn't want to represent her now? But that's the, that's the thing. Like, there are people, maybe they're lucky. But there are definitely certain people that saw early on something in them that, that they could work with them, you know? Like, that, that to me is, a, uh, as much as I think uh, Jennifer Lawrence is talented and beautiful, I'm always am- amazed by people who believed in them. Early before on. before yeah. they had anything right yeah uh, this is like something that you do in finance there's people that saw some new company nobody heard about and definitely people who have money early on maybe they're gambler but there's definitely people who saw something in them that put the money early on right that's the, the I, that i'm always amazed by people who do that absolutely amazed. who can see something that someone else doesn't see most people didn't see yeah yeah well i also think most people are not looking so you have to be looking is the first thing, right? Yeah. And and if you're looking, you have to be able to see, right? And you have to look at the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> but but then again, there's also a weird kind of art to it and also a right time, right place and the combination of talent, good looks, etc. Because as you and I both know, there's many talented comedians that we know that have never made it for whatever reason. Okay. Can I give you um 
or actors or other people that we know. Yeah. Um, would you say in general to be funny? Don't 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 talk about if they make money or whatever. But generally speaking, being funny stand up. It seems like it's based in meritocracy, right? Like talent and working really hard, right? There's a lot of people who are very smart and funny as a stand-up, but I think we just have to separate things between uh, two different things: being a really good stand-up comic and entertainment and business side. That's a completely yes, different thing. Yes, totally different. It's completely different thing. That's why um, yesterday I was at Russell Peters, and there's a lot of comic friends of his. There, uh, I think about quote. 25% were telling me how frustrated they were. They were telling Russell? No, no, no. They weren't talking to Russell. But I mean, when I talked to them, they were telling me how frustrated that they can't get stage time, this and Got that. Got it. Okay. Some of them, they can't get on because they don't deserve to be on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's, there, there's others that definitely uh, deserve because of talent. But, um, but monetizing and entertainment parts, that that's a different complete scale, you know. And I think... I think the people that can separate the two is the one who really frustrated. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so I've said this before, like Don Marrera, he should be making at least $5 million a year. I think he's hilarious. We can mention a bunch of other comedians, like not only do they deserve it, they really work hard and they're really, really funny. But masses of consumers don't know comedy. You know what I mean? That's why. Yes. uh, The average person, even the very well-versed comedy fan, is not they're only going to consume what's out there and they yeah. also like you said are not going to comedy clubs every night and seeing and seeing what is that we see right and and i don't say old school comedy managers uh, these are like old school they used to develop talent more yeah the, these are like old school baseball talent scouts these talent baseball talent scout used to go minor league baseball where you know most talented scouts don't go they go real places where they sometimes look for, they go to high schools yeah they, so old comedy talent person used to go back at a uh, comedy club restaurant know everyone in a restaurant because they're there all the fucking time looking for talent well I don't think most comedy managers do that these days well, send me a clip they don't even go places to do that you know what I mean they don't and that's and- why I think there's such a huge gap between a manager looking one one side of the mountain and other sides really talented people they don't and you and i i'm not going to mention names know some talent managers mm-hmm. and they've asked me rosie can you scout for me rosie tell me who's hot no i'm not going to do that i'm not getting paid for that and that's yeah. not my job yeah and asking me to go scout for them no i'm not going to do that you know and so a lot of talent managers used to go out and check out the clubs like you said and now they're just searching youtube or kind of being lazy or googling whoever and also they want someone who's already got heat well guess what someone already has heat already has a manager they don't need you like that famous story but mitch hedberg traveled to um, mtv years ago in santa monica or something or venice Mm -hmm. whatnot he just walked up the first person at the desk in the first floor and say uh, supposedly say something like hi my name is Mitch Fredberg and I'm very very funny and you guys should come and see me perform whatever they got a big kick out as a, they, as a joke they went but they actually thought oh my god he's really funny like it was one of those weird things where someone went there with such a like um, low expectations right? audacity to go and say stuff like that actually match with the talent you know but um, 
It's like that story about Peter the Great. You know, there was an uprising in, in, in Russia when he was traveling Europe. And when he heard Stratzi, which is like their musketeers uprising Russia, he went back from Europe to Russia and he started killing people, right? But, but before he started killing, who say, he said something like, I could be wrong, but who want to die first? Some brave Stratzi guy said, I'll go first. And like, because of his bravery, Peter the Great let him live, right? Mm -hmm. So the second turn said, okay, it's my turn. Well, he started killing those people. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Don't copy other people's originality. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's really funny, Yoshi. No, but when, when my, uh, I think it was Tom Rainey when I took my uh, history class, I, I was laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm not afraid of you. I will go first. Like Peter the Great say, all right, I could, I could have a man like you in my life, whatever, you know. Then sucking at their idiots. <laughs> well, like, all right. He cut all their fucking heads off, you know. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I, I, I kind of understand. And, and also, just because somebody got something doesn't mean that role was meant for you. Everybody's on a different journey. That's and I don't want to get a little, you know, like I'm not a Joseph Campbell, but just because your friend got something doesn't mean that would have been right for you. And just like you might get something else that your friend wanted, but it's not right for that. So. And just because you get something doesn't mean it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know that um, there's been people who've gotten TV shows mm -hmm. and they've told me it was the worst thing that ever happened to them or it was a very stressful experience and they didn't yeah. think it was going to be what they thought it was going to be. Or... Um, they got something so early on that they wasn't ready so they have to come back later on. They have to come back yeah. later on or... Or they got something and it wasn't what they expected. Yeah. You know, there's many comedians that we know or that we know of that have committed suicide because becoming famous yeah. was the worst thing that ever happened to them because maybe they were typecast yeah. into a certain character that they didn't want or a certain personality that they didn't want. You know? Yeah, and I, and they said, like, I work really hard. I think I'm talented, whatever. And some of them are talented, work really hard, and they're just upset, like, well, fuck you. Why do you think you deserve to get something? You know, I mean, yes, you're talented and, and you work really hard. But why, why, why are comedians exempt from just horribleness of life? How <laughs> You know how, how capricious life is sometimes? But do you know philosophy, what I'm saying? Like, philosophy, philosophy. But why are they from it? Like, <laughs> people always tell me they really work hard. You know, what, you know who else worked really hard? People who were in World Trade Center on 9 11. <clears throat> they didn't deserve to get killed either. You know? So I don't know what this deserves stuff. I only know one thing guaranteed is going to happen to me. You're going to die. Yes, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> And we what, watch Game of Thrones. And all, men, all, all, men, all men must die. I'm and what do we tell Death Yoshi not today? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna, that's the only thing I know. I'm not all happiness. Right? Why am I friends with you, Yoshi? What? <laughs> because I don't want you to be delusional. You know How what did I mean? we end up together as friends for 12 because years? <laughs> I just, I just like... Guys, like, I mean, <laughs> life is such a wonderful, wonderful thing, but it's a disappointment. It's just weird, right? Like, you just never know. Like, this morning when I woke up, I was really feeling bad. That just, it was, I could feel it. It was, you know, you're not a depressive person in general, but. Sh should we, t no, that's not true, Yoshi. I've, no, had, but, I've but, had my hard times. 
No, but my family have suicide stuff, you know. Like sometimes I'll be walking down the beach, and I don't go to beach all the time. I'm not, I'm not a beach person. Everybody having a good time. All of a sudden, just, just dark cloud, just, you know what I mean, hovering over the my The dark head. Obayashi cloud. It's just hovering <laughs> on my, the dark nuclear winter cloud that was hovering on my head. Like, everybody's, I'm not going to tell them what I'm really feeling at that point, but I don't know, I don't have a control over it. It just come and go. And when I'm in like a miserable place, I, you know, like it's horrible weather and everybody's having a and rough And something time. will make you laugh. Oh, my God. I can't be any, I, I can't be happier, you know. And so I, I don't, there's no point in fighting that stuff, you know. But and, emotions come and go. That's normal. I yeah. don't think it's because you have a history of depression in your family. That's something that's totally normal. And I think what people but sometimes uh, what I think what I think is important is people learning to not let the emotions overcome them because they pass just I'm like going a storm. To slap you. It's true, <laughs> Yoshi. They pass just like a storm, just like you're telling me as an example. Yeah. Right. Emotions are just like a cloud. Sometimes you feel depressed, and guess what? The wind blows, and that cloud goes away. But I don't. I, I just like it's it's it just because I'm way older than you and other um, uh, female comedians that I like, Esther and Eiko and um, you know people like that. Um, but like, I'm just a grouch. You know, like I was thinking. <laughs> oh, I know you're a grouch, Yoshi. <laughs> just stuff that people say that just. <laughs> you know and why do they make me mad because I genuinely don't like it but half the time because I probably think like they make me realize how much I don't like about myself about that too you know uh, do you ever do this like you have a problem but in, instead of dealing with it you're helping someone with the same problem and when you're helping that prob- person <laughs> th- through uh, their uh, struggle and, and uh, they go to a certain procedure to get themselves better like you're trying to see if, if, if that will work for you too like, it's almost like there's a dark cave in there, you know, like instead of you going first, you, you put, push the other you, person, <laughs> you, you push that other person in. Hopefully it's a safe place. You know? <laughs> like this one, I was thinking, I remember this one episode and I don't know, I, I was thinking recently, like why it just really annoyed me the whole time. It was an episode of DVDSA where Dave Cho was on, Asa Kira wasn't on the show, and they had at least a Ling on the show. Why are you listening when you don't like the show? No, no, no. I was thinking about it. Oh, okay. But I remember one time uh, Lisa Ling was on the show, and she said, yeah, Japan, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something like, Japan's such a weird place. Like, when I was in Japan, no guys would look at me. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really good for ego. And Dave says something like, to me, very insincere. Oh, you know, they don't get it. You're hot, whatever, and like that. Like, first of all, uh, Dave is, he claims to be an artist, so he should have eye for beauty, right? <laughs> okay. Well, like, why like to her? Like, she's not, she's a cute girl, but why does she feel like she's entitled to be looked like, like a hot girl when there's other Japanese women really beautiful, but they're getting judged by unbelievable scrutiny in japan you know what mm-hmm. i mean so you're not the only don't like don't act like you're the only one getting just like that what an ego to think like that do you think she- all japanese <laughs> women have to deal with that so do you know what i mean like i was like don't act like you're that special fuck do you think she's- and dave don't like to her she's uh, she's an amazing person she's she's a cute uh, attractive 
but don't make her like more than she really is. Like that's not being honest about it. I thought the whole conversation was just disgusting. Do you think she's just used to being? Because what I noticed is she looked. She get looked on because she's famous. But she, if if she wasn't famous, I don't think she's not any more more or less special. No, but do you think she's used to just being in America? Because what my experience is, yeah. I notice in America, yeah, um, a lot of Asian girls that I consider who are decent looking, not gorgeous get kind of you know hailed or whatever just because they're asian so do you think she's used to that maybe but you shouldn't get that kind of uh, <laughs> no i'm telling you you shouldn't well it's the same thing i guess i've heard from a lot of white guys saying when they go to asia all the asian girls think they're so good looking because they're different different yeah yes so maybe lisa's used to that but I, i'm i'm just saying like the, the the narrative i didn't really care for like if everyone's picking on her, it's one thing. You're, you're not the only one. Were people you, because if you go to her? Japan, there's a billboard with all these beautiful faces. Were you saying people were picking at her or they just weren't looking at her? They just had no interest whatsoever, according to her. And is she famous in Japan or not? Maybe she's used to people looking at her because she's fa- it's quasi-famous. That's what I'm... That, uh, yes, I'm sure they're famous over here. But I'm just saying... You're saying she was being pompous and not even e- pompous, but like, but like, you're in the same boat with the rest of those ladies, you know, and they they're not going to complain because, duh, of course they, they have a high standards over there, you know. Yeah, actually, the Asian standards for beauty are pretty psycho. They're, it's pretty psycho. That's they're why they're very like, it's to the point. I, as you know, my sister used to own a modeling agency, and she had some. Um, is Hapa half Asian, half white, or is that Filipino, half Filipino, half white? It's like a half. Yeah, so she my ha- babies. I like. She uh, had a. <laughs> my sister had some Hapa clients that, yeah. which the Japanese absolutely love because, as you know, they like pale. They like Asian but pale skin, right? So she had a lot of Hapa clients that were half Caucasian, half Asian that would get a lot of work over there. Yeah. And they came back. One girl came back from Japan and told me that. Yeah. And first of all, you know the modeling industry is very competitive, and the standards are pretty high. She said that the Japanese took it to a whole nother level. Absolutely. She came back from Japan and she felt like starving herself. And this is a model who was 5'7", maybe 110 pounds. I mean, she was like a very thin girl. That's pretty fat in Japan. And she said that she felt that there was just extreme pressure when she was over there. And and there was also a Caucasianization obsession. But she, but yeah, so it's pretty bad. But I mean, you know, the, all this talk like that's just unrealistic um, uh, expectation for women, things like that. Like you know, that's not right or whatever. But like, but they hold that. Nobody asks you. Nobody asks you to do modeling. But not. But not only that, they also have that expectation towards men. The male models over yeah. there and the males in Japanese culture are expected to be very beautiful. They have the the K-pop stars. Look at the K-pop stars and the J-pop stars that are men. Yeah. They're just absolute. They look like dolls. Right. <laughs> so it's not specifically towards women. I don't think. I'm not saying it's fun to have that kind of higher standard. I'm not saying that. I'm not a woman. I I don't even want to know. But uh, oh, you go complain all you want. I just don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I don't think it's going to change. But I also have an. But issue. you just gotta learn to live with it. I. I, I have an issue with the extremism because there's this really high overcritical standard that makes women extreme. But right. then in America and other other countries, there's this also this drive for body acceptance and other things like that, which I appreciate. But it's getting a little bit too much. There, I don't know if you remember that um, Asian I, fitness model that um, on Facebook. So she's a she was a fitness model. I think her name was yeah. something Kang. 
um, and she has a, like a fitness for moms, right? Yeah. And her motto was, what's your excuse? Yeah. That's all she said. What is your excuse? What's your excuse? And she was trying to empower women to exercise and take care of their bodies. Right. Well, all these fat, overweight women were saying she was fat shaming. How dare she? She's part of the problem. This and that. She didn't say anything about fat women or ugly bitches. Her motto was just, what's your excuse? Because she was saying that she's a mom with two kids and she still found the time to exercise. And so I also think over acceptance you know, I promote women accepting themselves and men accepting their bodies, but that's not a good thing either. You don't want to sit there. You're a hundred pounds overweight, accepting the way you look and being loving to that body a, type. If that body type is extremely here's unhealthy. Here's a couple things. Um, just because you say black is beautiful, it doesn't make you a beautiful person. My philosophy is beautiful person is beautiful. You know what I mean? And all these black women who are overweight saying, I'm beautiful. Like, okay, if you think that, that's fine. And if you find men that are into that look, that's fine too. But I still don't think that's a really healthy thing because science overrides that. If you're too overweight, it's it's bad blood pressure, heart attack. You know, these are the things like, you, no matter how many times you yell at me saying that's beautiful, okay, but that's not healthy. You know, just like those are too extreme, right? Like, just like extre- too skinny yeah. and too fat. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I, I think they're both extreme and there should be a healthy middle ground because there's a backlash right now with a lot of overweight women yeah. saying, well, we need to do body acceptance. Yeah. We need to do this. We need to do that. I don't think that's healthy. And I'm someone who, you know, struggles with body image and stuff. But if you're an overweight woman, you're 100 pounds overweight. You need to not accept that. You need to deny that and work work out and be healthy. I don't like this body acceptance to an extreme that's happening right now. Yeah, if you're 400 pounds... You shouldn't expect, uh, uh, I think that's okay. It's not okay. Yeah, there's this there's this movement towards being PC and accepting everyone and don't fat shame. Yeah. No, I think fat shaming is, is not necessarily a good thing, but you should be encouraging people to be healthy, not right. saying, well, accept yourself the way you are. If not you, if you're unhealthy. Yeah. That if, doesn't make any sense. If you watch what you eat and you exercise, you can't lose weight, then what can you do? We can't judge that person. But if you if you eat you continue to eat horribly and you don't exercise, it keeps saying you're looking good. You, you, I mean, I could say I'm king of Asia, but that doesn't make me <laughs> that doesn't make me a king of Asia. I would like to be. And two, and because I don't have a daughter, so it's probably easy for me to say this. But like that, these are un unrealistic standards. But like, I'm saying that. But here's okay, it's an extreme. But there's also another extreme that's it's happening. It's extreme, right now. but there's a ways to deal with it, right? Like, yeah. So. Um, I'm, I'm atheist. I don't believe in the religion. But if you go to church, there's a picture of Jesus. I'm assuming a lot of the Christian churches, right? A statue and things like that. Jesus. A creepy, bloody face. Yeah. Thorns on his face. His moral <laughs> standard is so extreme. Most people can't even, you know, come even close to his standards. Why don't you lower the standard, put somebody more realistic, right? Why go to science class and have a picture of Einstein? No, most of us, we're never going to. That's not fair. That's not fair to retarded people. <laughs> They could okay. take all the physical edits. They're retarded. That's why would you mock a, a retard with picture, picture of fucking Einstein? Why don't you put Kim Kardashian's picture? That's not realistic, right? Okay. But isn't isn't that unrealistic for most people? Einstein, isn't it? Why would you do that to everyone? Why why would you put a Newton's picture there? You know what I mean? Oh, English class. Why would you put a Shakespeare's picture there? Like, who's gonna write like that, right? So why why put pictures of Michael Jordan or? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when you're lifting weights those are unrealistic that's not fair to everyone well 
that's just idealism that you aim for, but that doesn't mean. What, what Ben Lombardi said this amazing thing years ago. He said, "When you when you aim for perfection, you reach excellence." Yeah. So that's all you're doing. It just see when girls see young girls see like really beautiful young twenty two year supermodel uh, Victoria's Secret. I think secretly it hurts their feeling because that's just not realistic, right? Yeah. Guys, we deal with that problem differently. If we see a 22-year-old guy, really good-looking, you know, really looking good-looking guy, most guys, including myself, our reaction is, oh, that guy's a faggot, right? <laughs> okay. And we just move on. <laughs> That's the big difference, in my opinion. Like, that guy's a faggot. I could kick his ass, whatever. It doesn't hurt our feelings. But girls, it definitely put a lot of pressure on them. It hurts their feelings. So that's... Women internalize. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know... I don't know how you battle that because I'm not a woman, but I I I, uh, I love talking about this kind of stuff, as you know, right? Like, I would like to re- reverse engineer bad Asian guys' attitude and be a better person, but I would like. So with the Asian guys, it's like we're hurting others with our shitty attitude. With women, their shitty attitude is hurting themselves. I think. Right. I think a lot of women internalize and that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. But that's what, why but what we, I'm saying mm-hmm. is there's an extreme where it's they're showing the extreme ideal, which yeah. I understand you're saying that's the standard to look up to. But now that's it. But, you shouldn't feel bad. I don't feel bad. But now but now there's a movement to like you said, big is beautiful, accept this and that. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think you should be accepting you unhealthy know lifestyle. unhealthy lifestyle or say oh they're fat shaming good yeah. you should be shaming an unhealthy lifestyle if someone's smoking i i think they should be shamed hey smoking is bad for you yes you know and so you know eating potato chips and and burger king and mcdonald's and being 100 pounds overweight is bad for you you could die and i don't like this idea of accepting you know look if you're a woman and you're, you know, the average weight, which is what, 150 pounds is the average weight? Americans, yeah. In America, and you're pretty... Very good. I, I've, read, I've read that many magazines. And, you're, yeah. and you're a pretty healthy woman. You're yeah. not, you know, 250 pounds. Yeah. And you take care of yourself. You can accept your body. That's fine. You know, that's and, and that, that's good. That's okay. If you're exercising, you're taking care of yourself. Maybe you'll never be a 110-pound supermodel. But if you're a healthy weight, that's great. You should totally accept that yourself and your body. In fact, I think it might have been... L or uh, Vogue, or maybe it is Cosmopolitan, where Amy Schumer was ranked like the Women of the Year or something award, mm-hmm. and she said something really funny like, "Hey, I'm slinging 160 pounds. I could get any dick <laughs> right now." That's that's true, and she's she's attractive girl, woman. I'm a lot older than her, but even she have to say she have to agree if you talk to a do- doctor of her height. Losing 10, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, if that's important to you, you could do it and it probably will be healthier. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, but I think we I don't give a shit how much you weigh. But I that's think we should business. encourage it being healthy. Healthy. And, and not, it's, it's okay. If and that, not acceptance of an of a unhealthy. Accepting an unhealthy lifestyle doesn't make it healthy. It just makes you feel better about yourself. Uh, okay. So we're, we're dealing with two different things. There's a difference between feeling good about yourself and you're actually having a healthy body. Yes. yes. And so what I'm saying is, yes, skinny supermodels, that is one unhealthy extreme, but so is being overweight. And I'm not for going around saying we need to stop, stop fat shaming and we need to, you know, encourage women to encourage the way, accept the way they look. Not if you're unhealthy. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you encouraging women to accept themselves as unhealthy? That doesn't make sense. You know, I have 
I have um <laughs> and, and I, I might get a lot of flack yeah. for this because I'm not an overweight woman so maybe and I'm gonna get an overweight hate mail or whatever okay great well you're the one who has heart problems you're the one who has diabetes yeah. I'm not the one who has to deal with that I'm encouraging you as a woman to be healthy and like like me I want to lose another 15 pounds you know what I mean and um I'm kind of struggling last month and a half or so my BMI wise I'm healthy you know what I mean like I'm, I'm almost six foot and quarter inches tall and I think I'm 189 I would like to be 175 you know um but I'm, I'm not worried about it you know but I'm not talking about looks I'm talking about I think that mm-hmm. saying that fat shaming is wrong and body image this and that is wrong is actually encouraging women who are unhealthy to be okay with being unhealthy right maybe maybe the, we, we could use different word like fat critique or something <laughs> But shame, shame definitely have a. It's a very loaded word, doesn't it? But that, well, that's what the term is used right now. Oh, people are fat shaming this and yeah. that. Again, you know, I don't. I'm not encouraging people to go out if you see an overweight person and point and laugh at them and say, "Oh my God, you're overweight." But well, I. But, but but you and I, we went to Ramsey Moore's memorial. We love Ramsey. Ramsey is a friend of ours who passed away who was very overweight. And I didn't like the fact that he lied about his age. But <laughs> remember, I remember <laughs> like I was saying, like, man, I, I miss Ramsey. He was such an honest guy. Then 30 minutes later, somebody said he was 47 years. That lying piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he was 35. He, um, he passed away from a health right from his overweight. I think he was like 400 pounds or something. Yeah. You know? And and um, to me, that's almost like slow suicide in a way your body was never meant to carry that to kind carry of that much yeah. yeah so i don't i i'm just saying that i don't like this new movement of well we need to accept you know our bodies no matter what size no we don't we need to ex- encourage people to aim higher and aim towards being healthy that, does that mean starving yourself no it means getting on a healthy I think diet that's a better word, encouraging them to have a better life yeah encouraging yeah. you to have a better body to have a better life anyone who listens to my podcast knows i'm not sitting around saying you know screw you fat people you're disgusting no i always encourage people to be healthy whether it's mental physical or emotional yeah. and then there's always exception like i, I guess ronda rossi <laughs> if, if you take her height i don't know how tall she is and wait if you just use bmi they probably will say like she's overweight She's not overweight. She's an athlete. She's she pure muscle, more, yeah. Pure muscle. So there's, you know... There's you, exceptions. There, you have to factor that stuff in. But just like pornography, you know... <laughs> you know... You don't know the definition of fat person, but when you see it, you know it, you know? And... Um, You're saying you don't know what pornography is, but when you see it, you know it. Yeah, I don't know what's on the definition, but obviously when you see it, you know it. And just like overweight, unhealthy person... You know, in Japan, a lot of my uh, Western friends living in Japan, they get really frustrated. Because Japanese people, there's no such thing as fat shaming. They just say it. <laughs> so they're, like, oh, they're accepting got, oh, a fat you look, shaming. You, look, you just got back from vacation or something? Oh, you got fat. That's like a common thing over there. And they don't mean like an insulting way. It's because most Japanese are slender. So there's no fat shaming because you usually don't have too many fat people in Japan. In Vietnamese culture, they do it, but they do it as a compliment. So it, it's kind of it is in Japan in too. Vietnamese in Vietnamese culture because it's malnourished you know yeah. developing country. If you are overweight, it's considered a compliment. That means you have money and wealth. Yeah. So a lot of times people will come up to you and say, "Oh, you gained weight," but they're saying it as a compliment. Compliment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing in Japan. Like when they go vacation, they they add in like a two, three, four pounds or something. Like, oh, you you got fat. 
but they don't it 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 doesn't translate same thing like over here yeah but if you're if you're american living there hearing that <laughs> you definitely do not take it like that you know well yoshi you and i would both be considered extremely overweight in japan i'm really fat because <laughs> be, because i done all this medical lab i'm the only asian guy where i have to take a, my jeans off to barely make it into weight thing whereas rest of the asian people they're so light they, they could uh they could even wear um Oh, you, okay. Um, they could wear, they could keep their jeans and shoes on, and they're still light enough to make it in the way. I have to take my shoes, socks. I have to get haircut day before. <laughs> Shave your legs. Yeah, <laughs> like just, a swimmer. You're getting ready like a swimmer. <laughs> I just, I could just barely, barely get in there. Um, so any, anyway, um, Rosa, can you just do seven more minute, minutes? Sure. To make it even fifty-five minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what happened to the women's team. I hope they win. We're not pick, picking on you. Um, when we say fat, you know exactly if you're fat, unhealthy. We're not That's what we're talking we're about. We're not trying to pick on any man or woman. We're trying to say that, you know, well, I'm trying to say, I don't know. If, if you're unhealthy and, get and, healthy. And, and if you're just simply saying, I look good. Yeah, or accept, oh, I, I accept the way I look. I look good like this. No, you. it's not about looking good. It's about are you going to keel over at 41 years old with a heart attack? Right. That's what I'm concerned about. And I have many friends. Oh, yeah. Yoshi's checking the uh, the news feed. Uh, USA is either won or going to win. They're 5-2. Japan has no chance. This is just like World War II. What about the... <laughs> what about that, um, that overweight uh, FIFA board member that oh yeah it's over it's over i mean i mean they, they had a 90 minute mark there's no way japan's gonna score four goals now uh it's a follow live usa erupts early counters japan's response carly lore scored three first go first half goals including one from midfield and the usa remain in command against japan in the U women's world cup final yeah, though. So that's a fucking revenge from um, <laughs> four years ago. Thank God, a day after Fourth of July. Go America, go USA, America. Yes. USA, USA. So that's done. Great. Um, Yoshi, I'm, are you just mad at the Japanese because you're considered fat in Japan? Um, and you have to shave your I'm head. Always, and take I'm off always, your I'm always fat no matter what if I go to Japan. But no, I, I don't. You're also really tall for a Japanese person. I just don't like. I don't like, you know how New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox, they hate each other? Yes. It's like a guy wearing both of the hats at the same time. Or, or a hat and a jersey. Or, and it's like Real Madrid and Barcelona, they hate each other, right? Spanish Premier League, whatever you want to call them. It's, it's just like, pick one. You know what I mean? I hate this dual citizen nonsense, like, Oh, I'm I'm French and you a citizen. Like I don't I don't like I don't like that at all. Pick one and stay with one. <laughs> Why is your loyalty divided like that? So like, are you gonna support Japan? Like, why? I'm a U.S. citizen. What do you? Why? Because I have slanted eye like most Japanese people. I support USA. Jesus Christ! I mean that that's like why you know. You're just saying that because you have a warrant for your arrest in Japan and you're banned. <laughs> that too but like <laughs> that too but like you know I had a conversation a couple of days ago there's a lot of Japanese 
Brazilian living in Brazil, they look like us. They speak Portuguese and they're they're, they're, they're Brazilian. Totally Brazilian. I don't care what right? they say. They're Brazilian. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you see an IBM PC, but inside they have Apple operating system. You could tell me all you want about like that's being IBM, but really when it comes down to it, I check in inside what's their what's the heart of the mind of that person. It's a different operating system. Don't so. you think that's a little bit racist that you're Asian and you're using a computer reference as a metaphor? Shut up. <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, there's a lot of black people in this um, America, but if they go fucking middle of nowhere in Africa, they're American. <laughs> they could they could make all the sound, all the sound you want to make with African people, but they're. Not, they might look same, but they're not same. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Everything have to come down to like what's their mind and heart, you know. And there was a big controversy in um, beauty pageant in Japan because there was a girl. Her dad is African American and her mom is Japanese. Didn't she win? She won. Yeah. yeah, she won. And she's beautiful. She's half black, half Japanese, but there's nothing remotely black about her. You know what I mean? Like she speaks Japanese. Japanese. She have a Japanese manner. I'm more black than her, you know? <laughs> you are. You're more black than a lot of black people, Yoshi. <laughs> I went, my parents had divorced. I had bad credit. I went to jail. <laughs> I lived in ghetto. What the fuck? <laughs> you are. That's why I, That's why when she, they keep saying, most Japanese say, she's not Japanese. Like, you're an idiot. I mean, um, there's plenty of Japanese Americans living in the States. When they go back to Japan, people in Japan say, you're not Japanese. Why? Yeah. You guys all look like. Yeah. Well, they're not. So it's just like me going. We back live in a new age. It's, it's, you got to be more nuanced about these things. You it's know? like me going back to Vietnam. I speak perfect Vietnamese and I know about Vietnamese culture, but any Vietnamese person would know I'm American. Absolutely. Or, or at least they would know I was a foreigner if they didn't know I was American. Rocco Sofredi, one of the greatest uh, pornographer, he's Italian. Italian. He told uh, Joey Severo, you met Joey. He told him, like, you're not really Italian. You know what I mean? <laughs> Joey is Olive Garden Italian. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's not Italian. Just because you have an Italian last name and you eat spaghetti or whatever, you don't speak the language, you don't live there, you don't know the tradition, all that. Those things really matter. And you, um, you know, it, Where's Joey from? Is he a New York? New York guy? New York guy, New York yeah. Italian. He's a New York Italian. It's a but little they're, different. They're just Jersey Shore Italians, right? <laughs> Remember that they were in Milan or wherever, Florence or whatever. Like to most Italians, you kind of look like us, but you're not one they're, of us. They're Italian American. Yes. It's just like being, you know, like you. You're Japanese American. You're definitely not a Japanese person. I'm just American. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, you're just fooling yourself. You know, like uh, just like if you're you're un unhealthy. But some people, but some people like that. Some people like to be. Uh, I know you don't like the dual citizenship, but let's talk about people who are, you know, like, for example, you know, me. Well, I don't know how much of it because I don't have it. Okay. Well, let's talk about, like, me. I, I like being Vietnamese American because I grew up with Vietnamese culture. I'm sure. not the average, you know, Midwest white girl. Right. You know, for sure. Even though, uh, you know, I don't know if you're in the same place where you're kind of disowned. Like, Vietnamese people don't really claim me, but white people don't really claim me. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like a floating whatever. You know, in fact, when I was but, when but, I was in college, my college roommate, I started talking Vietnamese to my mom on the phone, and she was shocked. She's like, "Oh my god, I thought you were just some white girl." Here's the thing: it's it's just like if you're Muslim, it's not a race; it's just a religion, right? 
Because she could be a black person, believe me, Muslim, yes. Islam, white person. But it's a culture. Arabic things, right? So I don't. When I think, when I say American, I don't think white person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you could be, the, you could be all kinds of weird shit, and it could be U.S. <laughs> right? That's and what, that's that, what we that, have here: all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> that, that's all I mean. I, that's all I mean by that. You know? So, um, do people actually ask you that if you're going to support Japan or the U.S.? I've had people say that, but I told them like, "Why the fuck I'm going to do that?" Now, if USA is eliminated, you would say, support Japan. Then let's say Japan's playing against, like, let's say Brazil or something. Well, I'm I'm probably inclined to say Japan, but first um, priorities, USA and everything. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't support Brazil with all the tranny hookers in Brazil that you've slept with. I mean, USA. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not saying like there's certain things about Brazil that I love, of course, but um. If there's no fighting it, like if you ended up saying like, okay, it's Philippine versus Saudi Arabia, well that's a that's a bad example. I'll support I'll support Philippines in that one. Listen, what's a good one? Okay, Indonesia against Malaysia. I don't really. Have, they're both Muslim countries. I had never been to one of them. I don't have any sort of like a dog into that fight. Yeah. Even though they probably eat dogs over there. Um, but I'm. <laughs> I I was surprised. I didn't know that Malaysia was a Muslim country until I met. Um, some Malaysian women and they were covered and I said what's going on here like I, it was yeah. shocking to me by the way Indonesian Malaysia they don't eat dogs they don't I don't they think don't. so mm-hmm. um, but don't they beat you if you do chewing gum <laughs> they have a very, very I'm sure they're very strict you know I mean I don't when I think about Islamic country I don't think fun is the first word to think about <laughs> they put fun in fundamental but that is the closest that's the closest fun you'll ever get. That was a very, very punny joke, Yoshi. The fun and fundamental. I love it. Yeah. If you're a terrorist or some psycho that tor- loves torturing people, yeah, that shit is always fun for them. But um, get out of here. You know. Okay. Before we go, I want to ask you a couple things, Yoshi. What are your feelings about all these uh, Supreme Court decisions recently? Which ones? Um, marriage equality and um, health care. Um. Well, to me, because I'm not a religious person, I just think it's a contract when you get married. And if one heterosexual idiot could marry, <laughs> why can't why can gay people marry too? I don't care. I just don't want to get invited to gay wedding because I'm at the age where all my friends should be married, so I don't want to go through them. Now they're going to have more group of people getting married. And I don't want to go to a wedding. I just don't, I don't like hetero gay wedding, whatever. So Yoshi as as, hates weddings. He was sleeping at my wedding in the back, snoring. Oh my God, it was so boring. He was snoring I at was my snoring. wedding. <laughs> so as long as I'm not invited, I don't care. Like they should get equal opportunity. And uh, you know, I, I can't wait to all, all, all sorts of people are just upset because they lose half of their shit because divorce and stuff. Good uh, suffer. Stupid. So positive, Yoshi. What about Good the suffered? What about the uh, healthcare? I don't know the nitty bitty things, and I, usually I don't like, I don't like market system getting taken over by government program. I guess in general, but but I have to say, overall, I have to say, even though I didn't vote for him, more and more I'm becoming to love uh, President Obama. I think he's a pretty decent guy. Did you vote for McCain, or you didn't vote? Um, the first time around, I think I voted for libertarian guy. Oh, Ron Paul. Uh, is that who it was? Um, I, I just know being the resident of California, there's no way Republicans going to win California right now. I voted for Roseanne Yoshi, just so you know. Roseanne Barr, I voted for her. I just don't think it's realistic right now, unless you are you have the right combination of um, 
Ronald Reagan and a, and a charisma of somebody of that level to win mm-hmm. the state of California. But I don't think it was really issue. What about uh, co- the upcoming election? Who are you supporting? I mean, assuming it's uh, Clinton versus Bush. Uh, you're not going to vote for Donald Trump, Yoshi? <laughs> you know, I met him one time. I went to Tanisha one time because one of my co-workers' daughters, a big um, um, Jonas Brothers fan, yeah. and they, they, they just happened to be on the same show. And I was standing behind their door because my friend worked at Tanisha, like some creepy 40-year-old guy want to get an uh, autograph from uh, Jonas Brothers. Their publicist talked to my friend who works for the show, went in, got a subject autograph. As she was walking back to me, she handed me this paper. Donald Trump came out of nowhere and grabbed that paper thinking that was for him. Asshole. <laughs> Just grabbed it like, <laughs> oh, what's this? Like, and she said, oh, no, no, this is uh, you know, his friend's daughter. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's very nice. And he... Just give me that thing back. Is but it a toupee? Be honest. Could you see? I can't tell, but I, th- I just thought it was weird that like, he had nothing to do with it. And first thing he does, trying to grab her. <laughs> Fucking greedy. Like, she wasn't even looking at the guy. His hand came out of nowhere. He just grabbed it. Maybe he's a big Jonas Brothers fan. Maybe believe, Donald Trump is a Jonas Brothers fan and he was trying to... <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, <laughs> fucking grabby capitalists. I, I mean, I, lo- I like capitalism. I'm a big fan of it. But um, anyway, going back to President Obama. Um, you didn't he- answer who you're going to vote for. So you're talking about Bush or Clinton, right? Most realistically. Uh, I'm talking about all of the candidates that are currently running, Yoshi. We don't know who is going to be in office or running. For example, President Obama was not the front runner for the Democratic Party, and now he's president. So let's not think it's going to be Hillary and Jeb. Okay, it's more realistic to see Hillary, Hillary Clinton being the nominee. I think that's very, very realistic. And I think it's her turn. And this is her last cha- chance. So you're going to vote for Hillary? I didn't say that. Well, who are you going to vote for? If, if it's... First of all, I'm very disappointed in your narrow-mindedness with politics. I'm voting, voting for Bernie Sanders. But you're more on the right than I am. I think... It's going to be Bush versus Clinton because I think I do think out of all of the out of all of the things that there's matters to winning uh, election, there's two things I think you really name and recognition. Both of them have it, and two, ability to raise a lot of money. And I think those are the two people who raise a lot of fucking money. Do you know why Hillary's raising so much money? Because I signed up for her list and she literally spams me every single day. Yes. It's too much. Sorry, Hillary. You actually turned me off by spamming me so much. But I, I think... What though, about... Our- I think that's those who's going to run. Even though my preference is Clinton versus Christie, the governor of New Jersey. That would be very entertaining. What about Rand Paul? Ron Paul's son. I, I think I would have voted for him, but he, they, this happened every time a Republican runs, they have to cater to the, all those nuts at the center of a Republican party, religious nuts. And, you know, I don't necessarily agree with cutting on defense, but, uh, you know, he said, we're going to expand, <laughs> you know, there's all this talk that they have to do to just cater to the nuts in the Republican party. I'm inclined to say I'm more moderate Republican. The first, first person I voted was Bob Doe in 96. <laughs> I couldn't vote back then. And I like Bob Doe. Um, if I didn't vote for, I'll be honest with you, if I can vote for, um, if I didn't vote for Libertarian, 
if it was between Obama and McCain back in those days. Um, I already knew the Californians could be won by Obama anyway. So just because of that, I'll probably just vote for McCain. You know, um, I like I like president with a strong military background and foreign policy. The thing that really bugged me about John McCain is that he was pretty moderate, actually. And then when he was running as a um, just in the Republican for the Republican primary versus George Bush, he was pretty moderate and he went more right when he went against um, Hillary and Obama to, like you but said... He, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. To, like you said, appease the base. If, if he doesn't get the nomination from the Republican Party, you can't go against him. So this is unfortunately how Republican Party... They, I think what's going to happen... So he went more extreme, which I didn't like. I think the Republican Party have to go through a lot of losing before they realize they get a little more sensible you know this whole notion about fighting immigration it's a losing battle sorry folks <laughs> latinos are growing and 20 percent plus of the population in the u.s you know they're growing and here's the thing if you add asian to that group who are very sensitive to the immigration issue because they want to bring their family you're talking about at least 30 percent uh you know, African-American, rightfully so, they're, they're forced to come here. Unemployment is very high for them. So they're very sensitive and they're, they're concerned about their livelihood. So I understand that. But Republican Party, you make a better row with Latinos and Asian because they tend to be fiscally conservative. So they're more, more natural, that they're naturally more Republican, but they turn people off with those stupid immigration talk, you know, anti-gay, this and that. So only way they're gonna lose uh, change is they lose so many uh, elections, and they, after a while they realize they kind of have to fucking change now. You know they're, what I mean? They lose a lot on the social, the social politics. Absolutely. Because of and some Democrats of, lose with the money issues, I think. I think there's a lot of social politics that go against that. But um, ah, oh, Yoshi, you disappoint me. I'm Rand Paul or Bernie Sanders, which are opposite sides of the spectrum, but I have conflicting belief systems. I so. think they. I think they're. I don't think they're very presidential. I understand the issues that they believe in and they're important. But historically, you have a these interesting candidate that, you know, this is the shit that Clinton did to drive Republican crazy. They he ended up stealing Republican idea, turn around and look like it's his. <laughs> <laughs> then he will support them. Then Republican get mad because those those are the issues that they want to support. But now he's supporting it. It makes them mad because, yes, eventually they're getting what they really want. But they don't get credit. They, they don't get credit, and they feel like he stole it. Like, you Bill know, Clinton is the shit. He was one of the best presidents of all time, in my opinion, for many reasons. I'm not going to say that. I think he was a, a very good politician. He was a very effective president. Even as he, someone, I think a- he is very questionable with some moral issues. And I, 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 if I had a daughter, I would be very suspicious having that bozo standing. I don't have any issues with the sex scandals because every single presidential candidate and or politician has some kind of sex issue. And I really have no issue with that. Well, I, I think if you read Christopher Hitchens' portrayal of him, it's not good. And it's very, very questionable. But I'm not going to take it away. He was a very effective president. He got shit done. And he's really good at coming back from behind. Both politics and behind ladies. I know, I know. I know you're going to go there. <laughs> I got to go soon, Yosh. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, I think it's going to be Clinton versus Bush. And if, if that's what happened, uh, obviously Hillary is going to win California. So uh, just for having my vote count, I'll probably both, both for Bush. 
I want to see Clinton versus Trump just for the freak show. But I'll probably vote um, Rand Paul or Bernie Sanders. Hillary is my third choice after her constant spamming of my Yahoo account. Um, I think I, it's gonna, if, if if it's Bush Christie, that'll be interesting because uh, Christie has a you know he's he's the Tony Soprano. He of seems Republican. like a dick. Uh, he is, but he's very <laughs> he's very amusing and uh, he's good at communicating with people. Uh, we'll finish with this. Who sh- who do you think should be Hillary's running mate? You know, it's going to be a man. Oh, it has to be a guy. It it's can't be, be a guy. girl, unless she chooses. And it's got to be white. Unless she chooses a flaming gay homosexual black male which would be awesome but not gonna happen it's not gonna um, happen who should it's, she pick Let's it's gonna see. be a white Let me guy think. and it's gonna be somebody who's gonna have a strong base with religious group it needs to be someone well i don't know about religious group but it has to be someone joe biden-esque i think that's what obama did you know he picked joe biden as kind of like the safe you know the safe white guy so i think it's gonna i don't i can't think of anyone off the top of my head but it's gonna be someone joe biden-esque here 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 Whoever she she's gonna uh, whoever she pick, it's almost like Stannis like character. Yes, it's somebody who has re- respect for religion, whether he really believe it or not. It's got to be a candidate who have a very friendly or respect from religious group. A very but, someone very safe. Somebody safe, but also safe. have a very strong military and foreign policy because I think some people think if you have a women president and it's that time of month, she might drop nuke on somebody. So it's got to be somebody... Ha ha, Yoshi. No, but that's, <laughs> that's what they were saying when she ran the first time. Okay, but the president of Brazil is a woman. Does she do that? No. But we were talking of America. We were very backward when it comes to that sort of things. India had a women premiere. Israel had it. Pakistan has it. So uh, yeah, come on, America, get your shit together. We're due, but she need to have some white man who who is not too liberal about religion and hopefully have more moderate, yeah. Military and foreign policy to give people like confidence, like okay, that's a good combo that we could trust in. I think that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna put some flaming liberal with anti-military, anti-religion. <laughs> no, he. Well, that's wishful a, thinking, young lady. She needs to pick a gay black guy. Come on. <laughs> so, um, and Bush, I, I I just can't see if if it's the youngest Bush running and he ended up getting a female running mate. I think he has to pick a female running mate, and I think a you lot. You think of, that's gonna happen? I think it would be wise of him. I think a lot of people even within the Republican Party hate Jeb Bush and that's not a good thing for him. And I hope if it's if it's a woman, somebody with a strong military uh The Republicans are all fucked up, Yoshi, because this is what happened. They went with Romney because they went with someone more moderate and he lost and they were pissed and now there's like a big divide in the Republican yeah. base. There's the diehards and then there's people that say we need to go more moderate to win the White House. Here's the thing. Um, I like Obama. I'm glad he's the president. And especially last uh, year or so, he's done uh, unbelievable. I mean, uh, I don't think I, I like this health care, but the fact that he was able to pass it, it showed leadership. This thing with Cuba. The stock it, market's up. He found up. Bin Laden. Yeah. Come on, he's a gangster. And he went to Mark Marin and used the word nigger on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't hear that What the WTF episode, but I should listen now. Yeah, and, and uh, he's not afraid to talk about it. And that speech that he made at that church after six people got murdered. Yeah. Did you see him sing? He's yes. incredible. Amazing this is, Grace. He's the best. 
uh, you know, uh, first lady's beautiful. They're very smart. I think she's probably even smarter than Obama. That's how smart she is. She's no dummy. She was like Professor Alon's powerful lawyer. And the fact that he also mentioned the word transgender in a union, you know, uh, the, the union speech that he does make. So I, I think overall, and they, they even said it's the first time in a long time he reached 50% approval rating. So I think I'm very excited. I think he's going to do a lot of interesting uh, last year and a half. Um, he's like a quarterback coming in fourth quarter and coming back, score three touchdowns. And Chris Rock said something interesting. Like Republicans always complain about Obama passing all this law and things like that, only by one or two vote. But like, well, that's like Michael Jordan winning the championship by one or two points. He still won. He always wins. <laughs> what difference does it if he beat you by one or fifty points? Win is a win. So he gets shit done. I think I like the guy. I don't. I think morally, he seemed like one of the better morally upstanding president and and he's get shit done he get he killed the right people i like that uh, it's important and um he seemed to be down to earth and uh, uh i, I kind of feel bad that i didn't vote for him the first time around but i voted libertarian i wasn't too crazy about either one of them all right well all right rosie tell them where they could follow you and we're done uh, guys, check me out on Twitter at Funny Rosie. Remember, it's important to follow to support us, please. And my podcast is Out of the Box Podcast. Um, we have some really, really cool guests coming up, including uh, Supreme Court um, advocate, Supreme Court. Uh, what is it called when you want to change shit? <laughs> Diaper. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Very funny, Yoshi. Uh, Supreme Court reform advocate this week, Gabe Roth, um, founder of Fix the Court. So it's a really, really, really up- interesting episode, guys. <laughs> Wait. So he's he's like one name. He's Lee away from being a member of uh, Dave, uh, Van Halen. His name is, <laughs> his, his name is Dave Ro- uh, Gabe, Roth. Gabe Roth. Oh, Gabe. Okay. So guys, Obviously check, he's Jewish. check out the podcast, Out of the Box Podcast, and follow me on Twitter at Funny Rosie. And thank you so much for having me on, Yoshi. Um, and Rose, I hope you do a couple more before I uh, finish that series. But uh, I'm really excited. Can't get detail, but I'm working some interesting project. Rosie and a couple other people. So uh, hopefully um, uh, I could talk about it. And if not, you guys will hear about it hopefully within a year. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, USA, congratulations. I'm all for... Uh, USA, USA, USA. All this dumb European <laughs> friends of mine saying US, America will never win World Cup. Like, and yes, I'm talking about Amer- um, uh, men's team. But, you know, my friends in Sweden, you guys have 7 million people. You're not, you guys are not going to win World Cup anytime soon. And let me tell you, even if we have 1% of Americans interested in it, that's more people that, you know, it's like almost half of the population in Sweden. So. USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we don't give a shit about something, we'll probably win it before you guys. So calm the fuck down. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, that was really fun, Rosie. Thank you. Bye.